we're going to put posters in all the colleges. We're going to give you more details as it comes, but you've got to mark that down. Uh, you've you got to be there. Come on. Amen? All right. Take out your Bible. I believe that's the last thing right now. And I, I want to I talk to you just for a few moments about uh, we're, we're in this truly free series truly free series, and we are talking about being free because the devil, as, as I talked about, he tries to put us in snares. He's trying to trap us. He's trying to, trying to as John 10.10, 10, the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and then it says Jesus comes to give life and life abundantly. You see, if, if you've just seen what happened uh, Friday and Saturday in Charlottesville, uh, Virginia, that's the work of the devil. That's the steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus came to give us life. So we as Christians, and now here's what's happening, okay? Because unfortunately, every person in this room has had something bad or disappointing happen to them, right? You've had something in your life at least once. Some of you are like, my life's perfect. Great. Then, then listen anyway. Every one of us have had something bad or disappointing happen to us, right? Okay? And so some, most of us, like, I got, I got over it. But sometimes... Some of those things over time, they, they caught you when you were off guard. And it really hurt deep down inside. And, and you became resentful. And you became bitter. And, 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 and even now, you're still hurt a little bit about it. And it's, it's preventing you from going forward. And that's exactly what the devil wants to do. So let me read this to you. Hebrews 12, 14 through 17. I promise I'll try not to speak fast. I know I get in a hurry. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I apologize. So are you ready? Because this is the Word of God. And the Word of God is living its active all the time. Amen? So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that your Spirit would speak to us. I ask that I am your servant. I humble myself. Let me speak only your Word, only what you want, and let it be applicable to every one of our lives. Let it give life. And more importantly, God, let it root out this, this root of bitterness that the devil is trying to put into every one of us. This world will make us bitter. Things of this, that happen in our family, in our church, in our jobs, in our careers, in anything in school can make us bitter. But Lord, you don't want us bitter. You want us to grow in you. And so Lord, today, let us be open and honest so you can heal us and, and help us to see life in a different aspect. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12. Here it is, verse 14. I need to get my reading glass out, okay? Are you good? Hebrews chapter 12, 14 through 17. It's on there, but if you want to turn to your Bible, that is awesome too. Let me read it to you. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Now, how, how applicable is that today as of yesterday? We are to make every effort on our part to live with all people, to love all people. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Verse 15, see to it, listen, see to it that no one misses the grace of God. And listen, and no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. You see, racism is a bitter root for whatever reason. Hate, that's a bitter root. Come on, amen? So we're to say, okay, God, I don't want to be like that. I'm not better than those people. I, I just, but Lord, help me not to be bitter. Let me not let that root grow in my heart, in my soul. Come on, amen? So here's what it says. It says that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Verse 16. See that no one is sexually immoral or godless like Esau, who for a single mill sold his inheritance, inheritance rights as the oldest son. Verse 17. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected 
he could bring about no change of mind though, though he sought the blessings with tears. You see, bitterness can take you too far. It can take you to a place where you don't want to be. And that's exactly what the devil wants to be. Now, you've got to imagine there's a trap, there's a snare. He is trying to get you in one of these ones, and you've got to listen today. This is a very important message. I know I say that every Sunday, but I'm telling you, you and I, the longer we live on this earth, it's easier to become bitter. I mean, I could, I could give you sob story after sob, how people have lied to me, stabbed me in the back, have cheated me, have robbed from me. And this is in the church. And then when I worked outside and didn't work in the ministry, that was, I mean, it was worse there. But, I, but there were times when I grew bitter. I was resentful. I was angry. I questioned God. I said, God, why? But I had to say, wait a minute. The scripture says, don't let any bitter root grow in me. So it's your responsibility. It's my responsibility to say, God, don't let me get bitter because that's what the devil wants. You've heard this statement before, right? Get ready. There's a sucker born... Every minute, second. You know who wrote that? Who said that? P.T. Barnum. Now, who? who P.T. what? P.T. what? P.T. Barnum. He had the Barnum and Bailey Circus. I know they're not politically correct today. I understand that. But you see, P.T. Barnum, when he was a young boy, his dad and uncle would tease him and say, you know, they would they would give him a hard time. They were mean on the kid because they were trying to get tough love and all that. And so they said to P.T. Barnum, we have a, there's an island it's your island. It's, and one day we're going to give you this island. And it's yours. It's on this nice river. And so they lied to him, basically. They, they told P.T. Bonham. So one day, like, P.T., are you ready to get this island? Oh, yes, great. I'm going to have this island. Because think about it, when you say this to a kid, that you're going to have an island. What comes to your mind? Palm trees, coconuts, mangoes, papayas, right? Come on. Servants, right? Well, I don't know about you. Luau, I mean, uh, this roasted pig, roasted tofu. Some of you don't eat. Anyway. So, so in the mind of a kid, so he's told this, he's, he's been told this lie, and then they take him to, they, so they take him down to this river, and they take him to this rock-infested, snake-infested, weed-infested, overgrown little island, say, so here's your island, P.T. It hurt him. And that's where he gets the concept, there's a sucker born every minute. And through his life, he was tricked and became a trickster over time, and he was bitter. Let me tell you of, of another unfortunate person who grew bitter in his life. And I abhor what this man did too. And this man was an artist. He was born in Austria. This man was an artist, and of course he didn't excel as an art. He joined the army of his country, and the, their country, uh, Austria, worked in with Germany during the First World War. And uh, uh, if, you, if you know what happened during the Great Depression, economies crashed. I remember pictures of uh, films seeing them bring whole uh, uh, carts and wheelbarrows of cash to buy a loaf of bread. And so this, this young man, this corporal, began to become bitter, and he began angry. It's like, I didn't make it as an artist, and my country's in shambles. And they began to say, and they began to hear the news and the media say, well, the, the reason our economy crashed is because all these Jews were in high places, and they took all the money out. So they began to make scapegoats. You see where I'm going with this? They began to blame people. It was the Jews. And so what happened was this young corporal began to hate Jewish people. He began to loathe them. And he began, then he began to, he began to get a, a group of people around him that said, yes, it's the Jews, it's fall. And he began to become bitter. And the bitterness grew into hate and anger, anger. And he formed a party, this party. And then this young man named Adolf Hitler was jailed. And he wrote a book called Mein Kampf, or My Struggle. 
and he talked about the struggles and it was full of bitterness, venom and hate and bitterness. And then he rose to power and because he was deceived and bitter because of bad stuff that happened in his life and he blamed it on a people, he annihilated six million Jews because of bitterness. And not only did... I mean, he, he killed gypsies, he killed Christians, he killed homosexuals, he killed communists. I mean, we don't even know how many millions of those that he killed and put in prison camps. Where did that all come from? A root of bitterness. And I'm here to warn you, if you and I are not careful, that root of bitterness can destroy your life. And I do. I have to check myself every day because I drive just like you and I see neighbors and they have all this nice stuff and I hear about them getting this and that. I'm like, wow, I drive a Kia Soul. Wow, praise God. But I am grateful for that. Because the devil keeps saying, well, man, they got a better car than you. Their kids are better, and they're not better. My kids are the best, by the way. I just, I believe that. Uh, I hope you believe it about your kids. But here's my point. If you and I are not careful, the world will feed into that bitterness. And you and I must fight against it because it's not from God. Amen? So, let me talk about this. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to learn how to break the snare of bitterness? Three of you. I'm going to wait until all of you say that. Are you ready to see how to break the snare of bitterness and overcome that bitterness with the love of God. Because, see, there are many of us in this room that every day we struggle with this. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I'm going to tell you, as a young boy, my mom and dad worked hard to barely put food on the table. And I was bitter at times because I would wear hand-me-down shoes, hand-me-down shorts, hand-me-down undergarments, hand-me-down shoes. And, and I, my friends, you know, had the, all this stuff. And I began to become angry. They could play in these sports things and they could do all this stuff. And we didn't have it. And I began to become bitter. And you see, if you and I are not careful because of now all of social media, you and I become bitter. Oh, wow, they are over in France. They are over and doing this and that. My life sucks. And the devil's like, that's right. God is holding something back from you. And if you're not careful, you'll fall for that lie. And you'll become angry. You'll become bitter. And you're going to miss out on the life that God is giving you right now. Come on, amen? So are you ready to beware and to be free of the snare of bitterness. All right. A couple of you kind of nod and pastor, you're manipulating me. Good. Well, no, I'm just kidding. So let's talk about a root. A root is a cause. Don't let bitterness rob you of God's best for your life. So, so big problems usually have a, have a root cause. Okay, so often, so, so let me tell you, have you ever been around a person and they're having a bad day or bad life, bad month, and all of a sudden they just explode right and they're angry and they do all this stuff and, or they have a meltdown. You're like, what has happened to them? What, did someone do something that day, right? You ever thought about that? that? Maybe that's been you and I. Well, I have learned and I'm learning still that as a pastor for almost 29 years, wow, crazy, and being a, a trained police chaplain, that... When people explode or they blow up or they, they boil over that day, it's not because of one event that day. It's because somewhere there was a root cause in their life 20 years ago, in their life a week ago, a month ago. There was something in their heart that offended them or hurt them that it began to just to fester and to begin to grow, and they began angry. And then all of a sudden when now a couple more things happened, like then they exploded. And you see, every one of us, if we're not careful, there's this root cause in us. That if we don't check it, it will make us explode or do something not good for other people. 
And you see, big problems usually have a root cause. We always try to say, well, it's this one big thing. No, it's because somewhere you and I got offended or we became bitter or we became resentful or we became unforgiving. Are you following me? You see, bitterness, if left unchecked, can destroy your life, can hurt your family. And let me read to you, Robert Moore, Pastor Robert Morris, who I'm reading this book and, and I got these ideas for the sermon. He says this, Bitterness, figuratively, is a disagreeable feeling deep inside of us. Something didn't go right in your life. Something not right. It's a stinging, piercing sensation into our souls. You've been lied to. You've been manipulated. Someone cheated you. You felt uh, slighted. Maybe you felt you didn't get what you deserved. And this is where the enemy loves to come in and he wants to exploit that thing. Because I'm here to tell you, unfortunately, we're still not going to get everything we deserve on this earth. And the devil's going to do all that he can to rob us of that joy, of that peace. So I need to move on, because here's what happens. You see, bitterness occurs when we, when we allow this offense to be fed. When you think, you know what, it's not fair that they got the promotion. It's not fair that they drive that car. It's not fair that they don't have this sickness. It's not fair. So that's what the devil works on your life. Remember Hitler. It's not fair. P.T. Barnum, it's not fair. Throughout history, and even in the Bible, there are situations and there's accounts of people. You see, we, we become cynical, we become resentful, we become grievous, we become jealous, we become distressed. We feel that we haven't received our fair share. And I'm going to be careful. You need to be very careful when you start saying that. It's not fair. It's not fair. I'm not getting my fair. And, and sometimes it really is not fair. But don't throw yourself as the judge of the world all of a sudden when everything doesn't go the way you want it to go. Because God really doesn't have to give you anything, but He does give you everything. Come on, amen? So be careful of that. So i got to move on. You see, bitterness comes out in our lives in different behaviors, and it, it manifests through addictions, irritability, depression. I mean, it can manifest, manifest itself in, in uh, anger, lust, hate, uh, lack of forgiveness, and just a lot of things. So bitterness, listen, bitterness, letter B, is a spiritual problem that can be healed. It can be healed. Come on, it can be healed. Bitterness can be healed through God. It can. You see, I know people, they, you know, they say there are certain diseases that are incurable and possibly, but bitterness can be cured. Okay, so there is hope. Let me give you hope. Some like, Pastor, I'm discouraged, but there is hope, Okay. You see, Satan seeks to exploit this bitterness. He, see, he seeks to destroy you. He wants to... He always, he's the one that rubs the salt in the wound all the time. He's the one that, that pushes that hurt in your life. But you don't have to allow bitterness to control your life. Come on, amen? You see, bitterness doesn't have to grow inside of us. Say, bitterness doesn't have to grow inside of me. Here it is, Isaiah 53, 5. But Jesus, this is speaking of Jesus, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was despised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace has, was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. You see, Jesus was wounded and rejected for all. You don't have to allow bitterness to wound you. You've been wrong. I, I've been wrong. I, I, I've been lied. I've been mistreated. I've been deceived. I've been manipulated. I, that's all. But I have said, God, please help me not to allow that to destroy my life. Bad things happen. But I don't have to live in the past. Come on, amen? 
I can go forward. Yes, I have scars on my body. I have scars on my heart. I have scars on my soul, but I'm still going to go forward. And the devil wants you to live in that scar. and wants you to live in that pain. But Jesus said, I was bruised and beaten, so you don't have to be. Our wounds and our unmet desires can be healed by Jesus. Check this out. Hebrews 4.15, Jesus, this is Jesus for... We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You see, God understands better. Jesus knows being betrayed. He understands that. Christ can dig down deeply into our hearts and he can take out that bitterness but you have to let him do it. Come on, amen? Let me move on. So let me go, because I, I, I've only got now like five minutes to finish the next 30 minutes. But I told you I'm not going to be in a hurry, right? So there's three characteristics of bitter roots. There's three characteristics. I'm number two. Three characteristics of bitter roots. And then I'm going to talk to you about three ways God can heal us of bitterness. You see, God never just points out an issue. He also gives a way to overcome it. Isn't that a, awesome? That's a loving God. Come on, amen? So the first is this. Bitter roots deceive us. Bitter roots deceive us, but God tells us the truth. You see, a, a root of bitterness can cause great deception or despair to, lie to the point that we can't see what's the truth. Have you ever, some of you now, because of, thank God for the internet, and not always, but you've gone to WebMD. Like, I think I'm getting, <coughs> I'm getting some kind of illness that's not... Good. I, and so then you start reading, oh, I got that. I got that. Oh my goodness, I'm going to die tomorrow. I've got all those things. And you go to the doctor, oh, you just got a cold. But WebMD and, and all these people on the internet said, I don't, so I'm going to die. No, you were deceived. You just have a common cold. Go have some orange juice, go to bed, you'll be fine. Come on, how many of you been guilty? You can be deceived by your pain. You can be deceived by your symptoms. You can be deceived by bitterness, by, by unfair things that happen in your lives. And that's exactly what the devil wants you and I to fall into. Come on, amen? Bitterness causes us not to view things clearly, but to view things in a way that it's not fair. I'm not getting the right shake. Come on, amen? This is what the devil wants. In fact, let me tell you this. This is what Paul writes to the church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians 11, 3 and 4. But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. You happily put up with these, whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach or a different kind of spirit than the one you've received or a different kind of gospel than the one you believe. Now, I'm going to talk about this pastor you do this. You've got to be careful of everything you see on the news, on social media. You can't believe everything. Come on, amen? You have got to be careful because that's exactly where the devil wants to feed into bitterness and hate and injustices. You can do something about it, but you have to know the truth. Come on, amen? Let me read to you the next... Let me read another version. This is out of, uh, this is out of the uh, New King James, 2 Corinthians 11.3. It says, but I, Paul saying, but I fear lest somehow as a serpent deceive Eve by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You see, sometimes we think we're smarter than God. Come on, amen? And we think we can outthink God. We can think we can outthink... And the devil comes in and he begins to corrupt our thinking. 
And God can heal us of that. Come on, amen. He can speak truth to us. Come on. Bitterness causes us to look at things not clearly. Do you see what the corruption does to our minds? Do you see what it does? Adam and Eve, and I don't have time, but they were deceived because Satan is a liar. He deceived Adam and Eve. Do you remember that in the Garden of Eden? He deceived, and, and basically he, he did this thing. And this, he, the devil plays on our self-interest. God tells Adam and Eve, don't eat from the tree of life of, 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 the tree of, life of, of, of good and evil. Just don't eat it. The devil comes and says, did he really say that? And the reason, and here, let me just give you the quick answer. He says, the reason, and this is the serpent speaking to Adam, the reason he told you that, because he's withholding something from you. And guess what that fed into? It fed into their selfish desire. And all of a sudden now, Adam and Eve think, well, wait a minute, God is holding something back. And you see, some of you in this room right now, you are at that right place right now because bitterness or something bad happening in your life, and you think, God is holding back something from my life. And the devil's like, that's right. He is. And you see, if you and I are not careful, we will fall into that lie. Our thinking, our brain, our spirit can become corrupted. Are you hearing this? Satan is a liar. He does all that he can to make you think God is holding. And let me tell you something. God is the source of all goodness. Come on, amen? Every good and perfect gift. James 1, 16, 7. Do not be deceived, my dear brother. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God is not deceiving you. The devil is the deceiver. Come on, amen? Well, Pastor Stan, I didn't win the lottery the other day. I heard someone else won. Maybe that wasn't good for you. Come on, amen? Stop thinking in the world since God loves you and He never holds back the good things that you need. And sometimes that means withholding stuff so that you will grow. This bitter root will deceive us. The second thing, number two, letter B, bitter roots defile many. Bitter roots defile many, but... God can cleanse every sin. Have you ever, like, done this? I've done this as a kid. Um, I remember sometimes I would, I would learn. In fact, talking to Michaela about going to college because I was, you know, poor, like some of you were and are. And, um, and so I remember I would take all the laundry that I could, right? Some of you remember. And I'd take it down, and we, we were in this 12-story dorm room. Uh, dorm and, and the laundry, the laundry room was all the way down in the basement. So I would take my basket of clothes, and I only had enough quarters because, you know, I just poor cost it. And I'd take everything I had, whites and colors and all that. And I remember one time, I, I had white socks, white T-shirts, and white other stuff. And I put, I had a red shirt or something, and I put everything, I just stuffed it all in there, you know. And I, two, two bad examples. One is I stuffed so much in there that it didn't even get to wash. The soap was on the top. And I had to go get more money. And, but the one time I put like, like a red color or something like that with whites, and guess what happened to my white stuff? It got stained. And, and it still happens. Like sometimes I'll, like, I'm just going to throw that in there. I know, you know, they're washing clothes. I'm going to throw that in there real quick. And pow, pow what? Why that stuff? Dad, why are my socks red? I don't know. Maybe the dog did that. I don't know. So, so all of you understand that Things get stained. Come on, amen? Life, sometimes we get stained. Our perspective gets stained. Come on, amen? You see, the original language, it says, Hebrews 12, 15, see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause uh, trouble and defile. The word defile really means like stained or dyed. And so you know the example. If you put a red garment with white and all of a sudden now your white clothes are red, right? 
So basically, and some of you like magic. My wife's awesome. She can get red, you know, stains out when people throw stuff. Anyway, um, and so over time it can become out. So, but what happens is we think that bad thing happened in my life. I'll never get over that. I've been stained. I've been defiled for life. And that's a lie from the devil, because Jesus can wash us of the past. Come on, Amen. The good news is Jesus can cleanse us of all bad stuff. How do I know? Here's why. Isaiah 1, 18. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. And other words, Jesus, Pastor, you don't understand what I did. I was bad, or this bad stuff happened to me. God can't change that. Yes, He can. His Son, Jesus, died on the cross, shed His blood. His blood will wash you white as snow. Jesus can heal you of the past. Come on, amen? 1 John 1, 9, of course, is if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I don't have time to go into Hebrews about how Esau, he sold his inheritance uh, because he, he lived for the moment. You need to read about that, okay? So I'm just telling you, you need to read about that. Don't buy the lies of the world, Okay? But let me tell you this. Esau, after he lost his inheritance, he began to get back at his mom and dad. He began to do things that were wrong to hurt his mom and dad. And they actually ultimately hurted him. Hurt him. Hurt it. Hurt him. And you see, some, some of us in this room, we think that if I do something bad in my life, I will teach my mom and dad for not doing that in my life. If I, if I, if I go out and crash my car, I will teach my husband or my wife that they shouldn't have done that in my life. You know what? That's so foolish. Because you're hurting yourself. And that's what the devil wants. The devil wants you to hurt yourself thinking that you're going to hurt someone else and you might hurt them. You might break their heart. And you might say, you know what? Because really what that is is you're really actually, really, to be honest with you, deep down you're angry at God. And you know what? God is big enough. He can answer all questions. God is big enough for your doubts. But, but if your questions are in, a, is, are in an accusatory tone, right? You've had people ask you questions, right? Why is, why is that? But then you've had, why is that, right? You know? And so when you and I go to God with the accusatory tone or it's not fair God tone, you've got to be careful because that's a sign of a root of bitterness. Come on, are you following me? You see, we've all asked these questions, but if you ask them in the accusatory tone, this is dangerous. God, why is my marriage a mess? And why don't you do something about it? Now that could be prayer like, oh God, why, why is my marriage a mess? Can you help me do something about it? But when, God, why is my marriage a mess? And why don't you do something about it? You see what I'm saying? That's a root of bitterness. I've got to go on because I've got to move on. So you could have the next question. God, why is this person I care so much for in such great pain? You can make them better. Why haven't you done something about it? Do you see what I'm saying? Versus God, please, I love them. I know that you could do something. I'm asking you to do something. There's a difference. Come on, that's bitterness. Let me. Are you? Are you? Because I, I can answer these questions because I've done these. God, except for my kids. This is good right now. Kids don't disappoint me. Um, God, why are my kids not all that I want them to be? They are not making wise choices. You could. You could do something about that, right? That's a root of bitterness. Because, you know, ultimately kids grow up and they, they make their own choices. God, why is my job or business, business going down? Or why do I have this terrible job? 
Or why am I struggling financially? Or why do I have this stuff going on in my life? That tone is a root of bitterness. Why is my life not turning out the way I want it to be, God? It's not fair. That is a root of bitterness. Are you hearing me? Don't let the devil exploit that because he wants you to be awful. God wants you to be free. And and it's okay to question God because he's big enough. He can answer this question. Isaiah 46, 9. Remember the things I've done in the past? For I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. God doesn't have to answer you. God doesn't have to bless you. But he does answer you and he does bless you. He does help you through. Come on, amen? And here's the cool thing. Bitterness turns away from God, but God can turn bad things into good stuff. We've, we've all read this, Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things that God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So let me just go back. I've got to back up a little bit. You can't blame God for your bad choices. Come on, amen? Don't blame God for things that you knew were not a good choice. But here's the good news. God can help you. Say, God, I, I, I messed it up. Lord, please forgive me. I'm turning from that. Can you help me? God, I would love to help you. Come on, amen? God's a good God. He's a lover of all people. Come on. I'm moving on to the last one. Bitterness roots, bitter roots depress. God brings new life. You see, the devil wants you and I to be oppressed, depressed, discouraged, and, and, and he just loves to do that. He's a loser. He knows his judgment, so he knows that he's going to be burning in hell for eternity. He wants you to live a terrible life. He wants you to be depressed. Depression is not from God. Now, some of us might struggle from depression because of things in our lives or chemical imbalances, and I'm not saying that you're a bad person. I'm just saying God can help you. Whether it's through instant healing, whether it's through counseling, whether it's through medicine, God wants to help you. The devil wants you to live in depression. God wants you to be free in him. And here, let me just let me read this to you so I don't mess it up. Bitterness tends to put us in a downcast or depressed mood. Listen to this. Bitterness makes us believe that nothing can be done to remedy our situation. And you might be in a dark place right now. You might think, Pastor Dan, you don't get it. And maybe I don't. You don't understand what I'm going through. Maybe I don't. But I understand Jesus understands that. Do you remember? His own disciples turned their back on him. One of his own disciples sold him out for 30 silver pieces. His own people who who he came to set free crucified him. So don't dare say to me that God doesn't understand your problem. He understands it and he wants to help you out. Come on, amen? Don't believe the lie of the devil. That's a lie from Satan. For you to think that there's no way out is a lie from the enemy. Because the Bible just said, God can turn bad things into good. Don't allow the root of bitterness to rob you of joy. Come on, amen? Jesus came to give life and give it abundantly. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if you feel that your life is worthless, that's the lie of the devil. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Come on, church. We live in a world that's tough. It's terrible. I mean, bad things happen every day. But we can say, you know what, God? I don't want to be bitter. I'm going to grow better. You're, you and I, bad things. I'm not saying that we shouldn't fight against bad and, and, and evil, but I'm saying you should not give up your faith. Amen. Don't let bitterness rob you because God loves you. And of course, Galatians 6, 7 says this, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. If you keep saying bad things, or you keep doing bad things, you're going to get bad things back. You, you do good things, you say good things, they're going to come back. 
in time. Come on, amen? God is not withholding good from us, but maybe disobedience is holding goodness from us. You see, many of us want to, as I talked about earlier, people claim they're Christians, but we see their, their Christian life, there's no fruit. But you see, to be a Christian means you don't just say you're a Christian, it means you obey Christ's ways. Jesus said, if you love me, you what? You will obey my commands. And I don't have time to read it all, but I'm going to read some of it. You need to look this up later, Deuteronomy 28. Read the whole chapter on your own time when, when you have time. Because here's what happens. Deuteronomy 28, 1, 2. See, God doesn't withhold good, but when we disobey God, His blessings don't come. This is an Old Testament concept, but it's still applicable today. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commands, I give you today... The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. Now, I'm not saying that nothing bad will ever happen, but I'm saying there's blessings in obedience. And the devil's going to do all that he can. The world's going to do all they can. But also, here's the, here's the backside. Here's the, here's the flip side. Verse 15, Deuteronomy 20 15. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and you do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I'm giving you today, all these curses or consequences will come upon you and overtake you. So again, your choices, are you going to obey God and be free or are you going to allow the devil to lie to you? Would you stand with me this morning? Because here's it. Number three, finally free from bitterness. There is a way to be free. Come on, his name is Jesus. So the letter A, the question is this, and you want to write it down, it's fine. What bitterness do you need to be delivered from today? I'm going to pray in a few moments because the Lord wants to deliver you. Come on, amen? Worship team, come on up. What bitterness do you need God to deliver you from? Many of us in this room, we're holding on to a bitter root. There's something that happened. It wasn't right, and I'm sorry it happened. But God can set you free of that. What bitterness or what root cause does the Lord need to deliver you from? Here's an antidote. Here is the quick answer that can help you. Number one, God can root out that bitterness, but, num- but the second thing, letter B, is forgiveness must be administered to bring freedom. Number one, you must forgive yourself if you did something wrong. Ask God to forgive you. And then secondly, you must forgive those people who have done bad things to you. You must. Because if you don't, you're going to be allowing the devil to keep bitterness in your soul. Jesus, here's what the Word of God said. Jesus said in Luke 23, 20, 34, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And in here, they're cursing Him, they're dividing Him, and they crucify He still says, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You need to forgive people. Some people, some pastors, they knew what they were doing. You still need to, with God's help, forgive them. Come on, amen? The next scripture is this, Matthew 6, or sorry, yeah, Matthew 6, 14 through 15. This is Jesus speaking. For if you forgive men or people, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. You see, Hitler went to his grave as destruction because he did not forgive people for whatever reason. Pastor, I'm not Hitler, but you could live like that, being bitter and angry and trying to hurt people and try to destroy and blame all your life. Or you can be free like Jesus and be set free. Paul was crucified. He was not crucified. He was beaten. I mean, all this stuff. He was put in prison. But he still forgave people. Jesus on the cross said, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what to do. The question is, are you going to allow bitterness to ruin your life? Or are you going to allow forgiveness to set you free? 
I pray that you would allow God. You see, many of us in this room right now, we are struggling. Where's God at? Why isn't this happening in life? Why did this happen? Forgiveness is the way to release you from bitterness today. You need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive God because God didn't cause evil in your life. You need to forgive maybe the perpetrator, the person that did the bad in your life. When you release your offense to God and pain to God, He can bring healing to your soul right now. Life's too short. Come on, church. Life is too short for us to be bitter the rest of our lives. Father, in Jesus' name, would you set us free today from bitterness? Because, Lord God, bitterness keeps us from living out your God-given life for every one of us. So I'm, I'm asking, Father, in Jesus' name, I'm not going to call people down right now, but I'm going I'm to pray this prayer over every one of us so we can be free. Everyone with your eyes closed, your heads bowed, I'm not going to call for salvation, but I'm going to call right now and I'm going to pray this prayer for all of us. There are many of us in this room, I, I can sense it, that we're still holding on to pain, unforgiveness, resentment, a bad thing happened to us, or we're bitter now, we're angry, or because something didn't go the way we thought, or maybe it didn't go like it should have. I'm here to tell you, you need to let go of that bitterness today. You need to let go of that resentment. You need to let go of that pain. You need to let go of that so you can be free because God has come to set you free. So with your eyes closed, your heads bowed, I'm going to pray, and I, I talk fast, but I'm going to slow down, and I'm going to pray this prayer slowly. And I'm going to ask that you would listen to this prayer, and you would make this prayer your prayer. Because, you see, God wants the best for you. Come on. He wants you to be free today. So here's the prayer. I'm going to pray it. I want you to receive the prayer. You can pray it with me or not, but I'm, you don't have to. I just want to pray it, and I want you to hear it, and I want you to repeat it in your heart. Here we go. Holy Spirit of God, please pull any root of bitterness out of my heart. We, we say before that life hasn't always worked out. And we hoped it would. And because of that, we have allowed bitterness to form in our lives. Right now, in your name, Jesus, we want to release anybody or anything that has we've been holding a grudge against. We release that person or thing by your power and might. We choose to forgive. Deliver us now in Jesus' name from any demonic strongholds that may have been caused by this bitterness. We agree in prayer that our lives belong to you. Jesus Christ and that we will follow you wholeheartedly. Fill us now with all the goodness and fullness and power of God's Holy Spirit. We ask these things in the strong name of Jesus Christ. And all of us say, Amen. The worship team is going to sing this powerful song. If you want me to pray with you about anything, about root of bitterness, or you, you have a need and you want me to pray with you, I would love to pray with you. So the worship team is going to sing. I'm going to turn my microphone off. I want you to be free of bitterness. Come on, amen? And free whatever else God needs to do in your life. I'm, I'm down here to pray with you.